Well, that would be a long slow. It was the circuit of the first ever Formula One Grand Prix. The Poison Dewar, Mr. Eccleston. Hell no. Lewis <laughs> will never, ever go to Ferrari. French paper actually got it right when they said Lewis Hamilton, eight-time world champion. That wouldn't be Ralph Schumacher, would it? Hello and welcome to Stripping the Depping. You're joined by a usual co-host, MG Dent, aka Lewis Hamilton Simulator Protégé. Had to add that in there. And listen, I'm really honoured to have a very close member of the family here. She's one of my favourite Scots persons. And literally, I feel she's like the mum of Team LH and this community. She's such a star. And I'm very, very proud and honoured to have the amazing Mary Binney on the show today. Mary, I'm so excited to have you on this week's episode. How have you been, Keith? Thank you. Um, good. Thanks, Dens. Uh, I've been good. I've been good. Oh, that's what we like to hear. Because honestly, Mary, like you always keep our spirits up within the community. And like I was saying earlier as well, off air, just like it's such a pleasure because, you know, you've had so much. You've been following the sport for quite some time. So you've got a lot of like oh, yeah. knowledge that you, you share with us all the time, which we love. And actually, to leave my first question, Mary, like when did you start mm-hmm. watching Formula One roughly? And like who were the champions of the day back when you started watching F1? Well, it was my dad that got me into F1 because he always liked Graham Hull and James Hunt. And I started, I remember the first race I went to was properly, it was 1985, Silverstone. And that was wow. the first race I actually went to. And from then on, it was Nigel Mansell all the way for me. Oh, you couldn't miss his moustache anywhere, could you? Like, his moustache and just how, like, amazing he was as a driver, even back then, was was really incredible. You know, with the Red Five and his time, obviously, at Ferrari, his time at Williams, and just, ah, he was such a sensational driver. He really, when he won the championship in in the 90s, he should have actually got the seat again. But Williams never gave him the seat, so he should have actually won it in 93 as well. But, you know, they get, they came, Williams brought back for the last four races after Senna died. So, yeah, I would have loved to see Nigel winning another championship because I believe he's the most underrated champion ever. I and agree with you. I definitely agree there, Mary. Just like when you talk about Nigel Mansell, like when I look back at some of the footage, you just see how crazy like people were. Like I remember when he crossed the line in Silverstone one time, just the amount of like British flags and people running onto the circuit. Oh yeah. It's sad that, you know, like he's not as celebrated like now as he was in his prime, you know, when he was still in the car. And I absolutely agree with you. He's just one of those like, iconic drivers, very witty, very funny as well, with kind of the comments he would make. And he was a real racer too. He wasn't mm-hmm. like salty or arrogant or had an ego in him. He was just like no. 
one of those guys where if he won, he won. And even when he didn't win, he was still kind of very kind of like respectful to the other drivers as well. So um, it's funny we mentioned a lot of those traits as well, Mary, because a lot of those traits I feel also apply to Lewis Hamilton, our modern day kind of superstar of the day. Could you give us like your initial thoughts on just like what did you initially think when you discovered Lewis Hamilton and what was, was his actually, first impressions I, of you? I, I'll tell you, it was actually my dad. Dennis. My dad says to me, "You watch this young kid; he's going to be big." And that's when I started watching Lewis. That was like mid two thousand and six. And my dad says, "No, you need to watch him. He's going to be a star." And ever since then, I've been watching Lewis. Honestly, like that's a great kind of way to, to follow him too. And shout out to your father as well. He knows good drivers for sure. The names I've already heard, you know, from Clark, Graham Hill, Nigel, and now Lewis. And in your eyes, Mary, what would you say make and I ask this to pretty much everybody in the team LH yeah. like fan base, because you get different responses from different people. Yeah. But in your eyes, like what makes Lewis so special to you in his way he approaches racing and just his demeanor in general on and off the circuit? The fact is how he carries himself. He's not sort of boyish. He used to be a bit uh, when he first started, but he wasn't like out there, if you know what I mean. He sort of kept himself reserved, but now he just acts like it's, it's class. He just acts the way he is. Even off the track, he's still the same person. He doesn't change, and that's what I like about him. He doesn't change. I agree with you on that one too, Mary. Like, he's a very grounded individual and you can see yeah. this input that he's had from Anthony Hamilton, his dad and his mother as well, how grounded he's been. And actually, I think, they're, they're, I mean, probably in his earliest career, yeah, he was a bit more kind of out there, a bit more flamboyant, you know, and that's part of growing. But, you know, um, I think I mean, just... Let's like, learn how to deal with the media when he was at McLaren. That's where he learned his backbone, basically. He learned how to deal with them there. Exactly, because like I know you remember this as well, Mary. When he was at McLaren, the media really gave him a hard time. They weren't accustomed seeing his face or seeing how he responds to like questions, and it always felt like they were trying to dig him out or always trying to basically make something out of nothing from him. And in those moments, those moments with the, the media and the general press, they can either make yeah. you or break you. I think, like you said, it firmed his backbone even more, and it just kind of like shaved him into the person that he is even today because you know, mm-hmm. he's always been one to talk up you know and talk on injustices he's always been quite outspoken where he needs to be outspoken and generally speaking as well like you know there's some people where they're happy making their money off the circuit and you know you don't hear anything from them but with Lewis no. like it, it's more than just racing it's like leaving a legacy and I think the main thing you said there as well, which I agree with, is his class. He's a very classy person, and he's a driver. Where I don't think wherever you are in the world, you could like ignore Lewis. Like he's a sensational no. superstar. So I absolutely agree with you on that one as well, Mary. And we'll come back to Lewis in a second. I actually yeah. wanted to introduce you to another segment of the show. Uh, it's okay. called Guess the Word. So I'm going to give you some clues, Mary. And you have yeah. to guess the person that we're speaking about. So I've got six of okay. you today. And uh, the first one, so he made his debut with Jordan. And he basically replaced a driver that got arrested for a taxi incident, believe it or not. So who's Ooh. the person you think we're going on about? 
Jordan, I'm trying to think back who drove for Jordan. Oh. Oh. Oh, God, my mind's been a blank. Mm. <laughs> I'll give you another clue. His yeah, debut yeah. is actually in Spa. So his uh, debut race with, was with Eddie Jordan for the Jordan team. And his first ever kind of like race was uh, in, in Spa in Belgium. That wouldn't be Ralph Schumacher, would it? Ooh, I don't know. Close. Or close. Michael. 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 Yes. It was one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, you know, the infamous Schumacher brothers. And I was like, I was like, ooh, I could be really easy and just say he's won seven world champions and it's not Lewis. But yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, let me see if I could do it differently. So, yeah, you got you got him. Let's go to number two. So, the second one. Ah, I think you'll get this one straight away, actually. Um, a very, very, very famous mustache. Mansell. Of course, of course. Red Five, legendary <laughs> sportsman himself. It, amazing. Now, number three. Now, unfortunately, this guy is Scottish, and um, he's he's a very annoying pundit that's on Sky. Oh God, two more days off. That is Paul. <laughs> yeah. Who we won't yeah. say the rest. That guy. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, guy. that guy. <laughs> okay. okay, we've got another villain that's actually followed him afterwards. So, um, I, I fact, this one will, will be a, a nice one for you as well. He was driving incredibly slowly at Monaco. Oh, that would be a long slow. <laughs> I like the remix there, Mary. Yes, Mister Alonso. Because I, I just, what's your take on that as well, Mary? Can I get your reaction to what you thought at the time? Because oh my what god. Was <laughs> That's non-refutable Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> it literally is non-refutable. I just see, oh god, this man has got to go, man. I agree with you. Just uh, it's like he was trying but he was definitely backing up Lewis because when I heard it on Ocon's team radio, Fernando was blocking Lewis that way. To try and stop it. You know? This is exactly it, yeah. Come on, you just, I hope Alpine did the right thing and just announced a new driver at the British Grand Prix because I would take the biggest party ever. Oh, like, I, I would be joining you on that party as well, Mary. And like you said, like Alpine, they've got like uh, Piastri too. Yeah, I would take the biggest Alpine party ever and I don't even support Alpine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd be joining you at that party, Mary. And I agree, just like whilst. If I had to look at it objectively, I don't think Alonso's the like the worst driver on the grid. I agree with a lot of people, including you, Mary. Whereas attitude sometimes, or not even sometimes, the majority of the times, his attitude stinks. You know, he's got a really stubborn nature to him, and even yeah. though he's probably one of the older drivers on the grid now, he can still be quite kind of egotistical and doing unnecessary things just for the sake of undo like doing it because he backed Lewis. And yeah. one, he, he would argue that he tried to save his tyres, but he saved his tyres and he still was not able to get anywhere near Lando Norris or Russell. So that strategy failed. And then inadvertently, like he got karma, as he would say, karma, because uh-huh. he, he basically tried to back Lewis into Ocon. And then inadvertently, by backing Lewis into Ocon, he cost Ocon points because Ocon was yeah. just in the fringes of the top 10 on in yeah. track, terms of track position. All he needed was a five-second gap with penalty. And because of what Alonso did, it meant to say that Ocon couldn't build a gap. So he got screwed yeah. out of the points. So, 
Honestly, I, I don't know what kind of plan they have at Alpine. They call it the L plan, but I think it's the retirement yeah. plan for, for yeah, Fernando well, Alonso. He, he needs to go back and sit in that deck chair. That deck chair is calling him. <laughs> I agree. Just, it's probably the most suited for him because other than that, like, I don't see what value he really adds to the sport, you know, other than like, like deliberately being controversial, which, you know, it only goes so far and it's only a matter of time, you know, before people get fed I up. I just think he lives in his own head. I mean, he must live in his own bubble. He's dreaming that he's going to win another world championship and that's never going to happen. Yeah, I highly doubt that's going to happen as well, Mary, because even if you were to take Lewis out of it, you've got the likes of Charles Leclerc, you've got the likes of Lando Norris, you've got the likes of George. As much as I don't really like to big big this guy up, you've even got Mad Max out there too, yeah. which I think as a driver, he's a lot more hungry, he's a lot more faster, he's just got that raw edge that Alonso doesn't really have, so I completely agree yeah. with you. So, yeah, so that's been our, our Alonso slander segment. We always have to fit one in yeah. when it comes to Alonso. It's two oh. more, Mary. <laughs> so the yeah, next I one. And the fact is, I kept it clean days. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was coming. We needed to do it. It wouldn't be right if we yeah. had a section of Alonso without giving him his due slander. So, of yeah. course. So, um, the next word, Mary, um, it's a circuit. Yeah. And, hmm. Ah, I can get you on this one. It was the first. The it was the circuit of the first ever Formula One Grand Prix. Oh, that'd be the home of Formula One. That'd be Silverstone. Indeed, you are correct, Mary. You're going five for five at the moment, and of course, as well. I mean, I wasn't gonna save this for later, but actually, Mary, yeah. you're going there later. Well, in a couple of well, weeks' time as well, because it's July that Silverstone Grand Prix is, right? Yes, July the third. This is so exciting. Like, um, like, how are you feeling about this as well? You know, I mean, it's going to be like hammer time. I'm hoping to see some purple flares there too. But yeah, how are you feeling? I just want Lewis to get that nice British Grand Prix one. I just want to hear Bono see getting there with Just, (laughs) I just, I've missed it for so long. Oh, I just you? want to have a win, either at, by chance Baku or, or maybe Montreal, because he loves Montreal, that track. He loves that, because that's, really that's where he had his first win, and F1 was Montreal. Exactly, yeah. I remember that one as well, Just and he really put a dominant performance in that race, and then people forget that Lewis is in his rookie season and he got a podium yeah. or not podium, he won that race and had podiums even before that, you know, whereas uh-huh. you know, I'm not naming other drivers particularly but there's another McLaren driver there at the moment, name beginning with L, and he threw away a race win last year oh, in yeah. Sochi so, oh, yeah. you know, there's different yeah. types of gravy out here, but absolutely you know, I mean, he's just a master at so many circuits, but going back to the original one, Silverstone is just his playground, he just comes here and he, he just turns up a level, you know. And I think, ironically, I think it was Mansell that said when you drive at the Silverstone Grand Prix and you're a British driver, you gain. You like, get the bus off your fans. Exactly. Lewis, Lewis prides off of that every year. 
exactly you see the energy as well and i just loved some of the some of the celebrations we've got from lewis over the years at silverstone they're for the archives they're like they're almost like things you could show your family or your grandkids or your your cousins or your nieces and nephews in years to come when you see lewis surfing crowd surfing I'll tell you, my favourite one is when he was crowd surfing, I actually touched his bum. <laughs> <laughs> Cheeky. <laughs> that was my favourite. Oh, I could, I could see why, but yeah, just like, and that's amazing as well that, you know, Silverstone's one of probably only a few races where the fans are able to get so close to the drivers. And, you know, I, I could, I've seen Lewis be a bit more tentative with fans because of the whole COVID. Yeah thing over the years but i think when yeah. it just comes to silverstone you just have to you just have to let go and you just have to just enjoy the vibes because it's just so oh, yeah. phenomenal and it's really 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 just something it's a shame actually i didn't get tickets this year i would have loved to go but i'm gonna make sure i'm with you next year mary when you go there again yeah. next year we well nelly nelly is planning to go to silverstone next year then so Oh my god, we can get so the whole band together. But now we just yeah, need to do a Yeah, my partner in crime. My partner in crime will be there. Literally, could you imagine just the whole flock of us there? Like, it would just be crazy. I think we'd scare all of the Orange Army. There would be no, there would be no Max Verstappen fans there. They would just evaporate into clean air. Once they and see imagine if we could do, imagine if we could do a podcast live from Silverstone. Oh, that would be amazing. Again, like it, it wouldn't. That actually might not be too hard technically to do. It might be something we could look into most of the time. So absolutely, you know, and just how yeah. authentic would that be? Just to see the live scenes of Lewis just driving around circuit while skewing like a live commentary of what's going on. The when Lewis went, sees it, the buzz, the absolute buzz that you feel. Oh <laughs> my god, amazing. you can't even describe it. Exactly. It's just one of those things, Mary, where it's just one of a lifetime. Like, Lewis winning in Silverstone is almost as if it's like Senna winning in, in Brazil. It's just Brazil, the yeah. whole, like, the whole, like, country, I think, gets united for that split period of time just for something so incredible. So, absolutely. And I'm really happy for you as well, Mary. Like, at least one of us is going and it's you. So, I can't wait to see I'm the photos. Yeah. I go every year, well, when it's, I was gutted when it was off, during, like, I was really gutted. Oh, I could imagine as well, because even that year, we had Lewis finishing the race on three tyres, like, can you imagine how crazy that (laughs) And then, of course, you remember, like, the next game week, it was the the 50th, it was the anniversary thing, and Max won that. Yeah, which I guess yeah. We, we don't really talk about too much. No. Anyway, but, but yeah, I mean, just you know, like still, just to have Lewis home and just to just to see this kind of the this even just the way we react, you know, if it's not at the circuit, it's in the Twitter spaces, it's in our group chats as well. Just we have such an amazing buzz and energy, and you really feel that in the community as well. So I'm really excited. And for the last question, Mary, you six yeah. for six here. So okay. this is a guy, and uh-huh. he is renowned, Mary. Like people know him, I guess not most, but he's one of the things he's always suggested. He proposed putting sprinklers on the race circuit, like to create artificial rain sometimes to spice up a race. Who said this? And he's very short Ooh. as well. And he has lots of money. That's that's what I was. Oh, saying. that that would be. 
the Poison Dewar, Mr. Eccleston. Uh, <laughs> six for six, Mary, on a row. Yeah, six like it's cricket. And yeah, that, that would be Mr. Eccleston himself, Mr. Dwarf, Mr. You know, my money's too good enough for, for everyone. Yeah. Like, oh, he, mm-hmm. he's a very interesting figure, I must say. So, yeah. But having said that as well, Mary, like, whilst I've got you here as well, yeah. What era of Formula One do you think was better? The Bernie era, like, where it was just more about, like, the racing and you know like just watching it there and then or, or do you like kind of every i guess each side has its pros and cons but yeah do you prefer maybe this newer era of formula one with liberty media and kind of what they're doing we're trying to like make the drivers and teams more accessible with the content i was even though personally i didn't like bernie he had these good points and mm. he also had these bad points he's a bit like rod dennis Ron Dennis was the exact same. That was the only guy, apart from like Lucy's dad, that backed Lewis 100%. I would say under Bernie, because at least we had Charlie White in. Oh, yeah, and yeah. I would say under Bernie, even though he, you know, he, was, he wasn't the most honest person alive, but I would say under Bernie. Yeah, and I think that's fair too, because at least when it was Bernie, it don't get me wrong, there were times where they would still do some weird stuff or yeah. they would try and kind of screw over maybe a team that was doing too well, like Ferrari, and try and pick them back and stuff like that. But genuinely, it was just about the racing and just the nostalgia yeah. too of like, you know, Fleetwood Mac, the chain, just hearing oh, on the God. BBC coverage. Yeah. <laughs> as, soon as, you, like, as soon as I heard that, you knew it was race time, you know, let's go, boom. And it was Murray Walker. See, I, grew, I had the best commentator ever. I grew up listening to Murray. And even though Murray sort of, you know, buggered up, sometimes he still carried on. He was like pro, an absolute pro. Yeah, and, he, he was so professional. I agree. You know, and even oh, when right. you got something wrong, Mary, like like you're gonna say there too, just like he would just style it out in the most like yeah. he, I think is the original smooth operator, Mary. Like oh god, like, yeah. <laughs> you'd be like, oh, and that's uh, Michael Schumacher. Oh wait, no, that's Barrichello. <laughs> One of his other <laughs> funny like ma- like Murrayisms, as we call it, would be like, yes, and the car in front is completely unique and its own like prototype, except from the car behind, which is completely identical. And from the same team. <laughs> was yeah. like, well, know, at even... least, I mean, I, I remember like Murray and James Hunt commentating as well. Ooh. And that, that was quite interesting because they only had one mic to share. And I... when James grabbed the mic, like, I think Murray spoke about this in an interview that he done. When the James Hunt grabbed the mic, both Murray Walker and Murray was going to punch him. <laughs> 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 I was going to say that too, Mary, because, like, they're two complete, like, opposite characters. Oh, yeah. Like, Murray's very regimented, very disciplined. He served in the forces as well and, you know, was very kind of, like, you know, gentleman-like. Whereas mm. Hunt now was still in his, like, rock star kind of, like, bag and, you yeah. know, he just smoked, he drank, he, he was having fun with the women in a certain way and you could see that Murray respected him as a driver but not his oh, lifestyle. Yeah. So yeah. there was always a bit of friction, and you could imagine the sharing one microphone, one track, one commentator probably wanted their point to be heard louder than the other. So, created oh, yeah. this kind of like you know, like call and response 
dynamic in the commentary box, which you know, I don't think we will ever honestly be able to replicate. It was just the magic yeah. of that time, you know. But amazing, just amazing. But, and what oh, if sorry. one needs no? What, no, sorry, Dad. What if one needs no? Is I know we'll probably never ever get it, but we need another Charlie Whiting. Because I just don't like the way that F1 is heading. I just don't like the direction that they're going. That's true. And Mary, it's like, I say this about every guest. I think it's I think you guys can see my screen or something because that was actually the segue into my next question, Mary, because I was actually going to mm-hmm. say that, you know, unfortunately, it's always, you always have to start the sentence when it comes to this topic yeah. with unfortunately. Yeah. You were there at Abu Dhabi when we experienced that fast, oh, yeah. that absolute, yeah. you know, rip-off. That, that yeah. kind of... Yeah, that, you know, like fraudulence of a race that the FIA engineered, you know, when they realised they, they, there was no other way that they could screw Lewis over. You were there firsthand to see how that played out. And, you know, this is the heartache and maybe the confusions, like just the tenseness in the air when that happened as well. My question was, was Mary, is this, yeah. like, um, like, now that we have this reshuffled regime of the FIA, a couple of people mm-hmm. have been moved downstairs <clears throat> that fraud Michael Massey. We've even mm-hmm. got a new FIA president. No longer do we have John Todd. Now it's Mohammed Ben Suleyam. <sighs> I have my thoughts, yeah. and I know that yours are going to be quite similar. But I have to ask you, a question anyway. you know, <laughs> is there any improvement in your eyes with this kind of like revised regime of the FIA? And what have you made of uh, them so far? And one answer, no, hmm. I don't believe they've changed. As far as I'm concerned, they still have no integrity, and I don't trust them one inch. They haven't changed nothing, in my opinion. That report was a joke. Oh, the, the 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 report was just a slap in the face. That that was just like a oh shush 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 shush. It's okay, kids. You can go to bed now. It's fine. Like you know, just it's just like like what Christian Horner. I hate to mention that guy's name. It's just like what <laughs> Horner Horner said. Oh, everybody will forget about it. No, they'll not forget about it. It's not going to go away. You know, it's. Uh, I mean, uh replay that in my head every day and that's been over six months now and I can still see it as clear as day and I just I was, I me mean, personally I was like like, like dumb, dumbfounded I just couldn't believe it was actually happening, I thought time is too still it was just and then when I left the track about four hours later I just screamed and, and then ever since then, when anybody either posts something about AD, I just get annoyed. I just, I think, no. It's, as far as I'm concerned, AD is still raw for me. And I don't think that'll change for a while. Unless Lewis gets justice and he gets his eighth title, which should be his 11th title. Exactly, when you consider all the other ones where he was so close and then something went out of his favour, like the engine failure in Malaysia in 2016 yeah. when he should have oh, won that yeah. one. Or even yeah. even like people forget that Lewis was in contention for the World Championship in his rookie year. He could have yes, won that too. Had... Exactly, when McLaren, you know, again, they got it wrong. They ignored Lewis when Lewis was saying that the tyres were bold. They left him out there and then, you know, the guy came into the pits and had no tyres to stop yeah. with. Gets 
the car beached on the gravel. And I think that was the year, it was that period of time where previously the marshals used to like push the drivers out of the gravel trap and give them like a second yeah. chance. But yeah. from that kind of era onwards, it was like, if you beach it in the gravel, that's it, it's game over, you know? And again, McLaren could have had that championship for Lewis too, had they had just listened to him. It's like, as far as I'm concerned, it's like, it needs to catch up to like, as I say, 2007, 2012, 2016, and 2021. There we go. Like, so many examples. Exactly. You know, and that's the thing, like, of all just the drivers, for what Lewis has done for the sport, the fans, the me, for everyone, like, it would be a, a crime to me if he doesn't get that eight minimum because of just yeah. the amount of effort, dedication, Time. See the thing is, as I said, I've been watching like F1 since the 80s, and the F1 was slowly dying before Lewis came into the sport. It was because all we had was like Schumacher. It was slowly dying, and then Lewis just popped up, and it was it was like an injection, if you know what I mean. It was just yeah. wow. So I got reinvigorated in F1 again. The passion was still there. It was dying, but he just sparked it off again. As I say, I've had my Twitter since like 2016, but after AD, I started rapid on that. It was like, no, I can't, something needs to be done. And when Suleiman comes out with these comments saying, oh, he might bring Massey back, that would just kill me. I, I don't even know why he's even coming out with stuff like that. You know, it's just after the damage and you're still wanting to say that. This is the thing as well, Mary, which just indicates to like us as the fans that they don't really care and all the all the stuff they do is superficial. They just do it yeah. to kind of like silence people for a period of time. But they themselves, they're so corrupt and so bad-minded, Mary. They don't see the wicked of their own ways, which... It's crazy to me, and that's why it's just, just, it's unfathomable sometimes how Lewis has had such a long career. He's had so much longevity in the sport, for mm. a sport that doesn't give him the respect and the props and the, and and just the plaudits that he deserves. He deserves that yeah. man deserves his flowers, you know. And, and this and is the thing. The fact, uh, sorry, Dan, I keep interrupting you. That's fine. The fact is that Lewis, his time is, is still at the same level as what it was in 2007. He's never lost that. He's still got it. And what really annoys me is we do spaces of that and just say, oh, Lewis is retired. That really ticks me off when they mention about Lewis retired. Lewis is not going anywhere. He has stayed as himself until he's finished his masterpiece. And he's not finished yet, obviously. That's so true. You know? That's the thing, you know? And that's the thing with it, with it as well, Mary. Like, it's not like other drivers where I feel like they have, like, a, a shelf life. And at some point, a team will make an executive decision to kind of move them on. Lewis is Mercedes. He's been a Mercedes driver, even from, like, the, the driver academy days through Ron Dennis. Yeah with the Mercedes-Benz McLaren program and stuff like that. He's always had... Lucy's been with Mercedes since he was eight years old. There we go. There we go. You know, so, (laughs) like, there's no reason for them to kind of put... And not other than that as well, like, once in a blue moon, you'll get a driver that's phenomenal. Once in a blue moon, you'll get a driver that could win two, maybe three on the bounce. But 
Lewis is a megastar. Like, he has more followers than even the F1 page does itself. Like, he's a global phenomenon. So, in that sense, it wouldn't make sense. I don't think Mercedes have any plans to move him on anyway. But even in that sense, like, you rightfully said as well, like, it's his call when he decides to move on or or not. And ultimately, I don't think he's going to move on until, until, you know, he gets what he's looking for and what he deserves. You know, right. so I, 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 really I remember I remember somebody saying in his face, oh, I can see Lewis going to Ferrari and I just had to interrupt him. I went, hell no, Lewis <laughs> will never ever go to Ferrari, period. <laughs> Lewis started his career with Mercedes, he will finish his career with Mercedes. He will not be a Ferrari driver. He likes Ferrari, but he will not be a driver. I agree. And that's the thing as well. Like, everybody respects Ferrari. They're one of the mo- well, not the- one of the most. They're the most iconic brand, I guess, in the sports because they've never taken a break from F1. They've been in it continuously since its inception. But having said that, Lewis is, he bleeds Mercedes. It's the three point yeah. star. It's the best or nothing. You know, that is, that guy is like life. You know, and yeah, just, I mean, it would be cool. It's always cool to kind of see how a driver of Lewis's caliber would do for the Scuderia and just to see yeah. how that dynamic would play out. But I agree with you, Mary. There's, there's certain legacy. The, the, thing, yeah. the other thing that broke my heart about AD Dance was when I seen Lewis's dad hugging him, that just broke my heart. Oh. And you know what, Mary? But, like, that's the thing that parents, they, they go through, you know, and, and like... They see their children's disappointment through, and sometimes how it's not their child's lack of ability that hasn't helped them achieve their goal. It's how a system can work completely against them. And from Mm -hmm. day one, Anthony's always been encouraging Lewis, always been, I wouldn't say protecting Lewis, but preparing Lewis for real world, Mm -hmm. real life experience. Because not everyone's going to smile at you. Not everyone's going to laugh at you. Not everyone has your best like you know intentions you know to heart yeah and it's clear it's clear as day as you as we've both highlighted that you know there's a lot of people that wish bad things upon Lewis why I don't understand because he's the most genuine guy they got there on the grid but but and there's always gonna be a but you do get those people where they're just jealous or envious or they can't stand it because they wish they they wish it was them but you know, yeah. they didn't put in sacrifices that Anthony put, you know, remortgaging yeah. like the houses to give yeah, Lewis the career. You know, working two, maybe even three jobs just to yeah. kind of support not only Lewis, but obviously his little brother as well, Nicholas, and the rest of the family. Yeah, and, and Nic- Nicholas has been a big supporter of Lewis for years as well. Exactly. I mean, and- he's a good he's actually a good driver as well. Exactly, and even with him, he has like his disability. But again, it's the ethos in that family that nothing's it just impossible. Doesn't nothing stop him. you down. Exactly, exactly. And that. It's like Lewis says, never give up. True, and still we rise, you know. And mm-hmm. that's the thing; they could do whatever they want to do. They could try and take away his jewelry. They could tell him that he's not allowed to do this. He can't do that, and so forth and so on. But. They can't take his but, identity, and they can't no. take his success, and they can't take his spirit. But really, so hey, hack me off. I don't know. I'd like your thoughts on this as well, Dens. Mm. You know when Lewis got tested? Now, it really ticked me off because I've been watching F1 for years, and I, I was trying to make a point 
on this on a space, like, and they just want to get my point. I haven't heard of an F1 driver getting tested in years. I know your son Lewis gets tested. I just found it after the jewelry thing. I thought, oh, what this is about? Like, mm, what's going on here? You know, I haven't even heard of Vettel or anybody getting tested in years. And that's the point I was trying to make. But well, it man, just seems I, like I accept that point from you because. It's the truth, and it, it fits into this narrative, Mary, of we it, FIA and FOM, they say we race together, or we race as yeah. one. It's the race against one in the way yeah. they treat Lewis, the way they persecute Lewis, the way they make him jump through hurdles. No other driver has to go through him, you know, and the media have blood on their hand for that too, because they, for oh, they yeah. you know, prophesize these narratives too, because I believe it was uh, Max Verstappen's dad, the other arrogant oh, fish. Yeah. That, that, yeah, that, that selfish so patty, that troll, you know, that was the one yeah. that came out with the allegations that Angela gives Lewis some sort of performance enhancing drugs in his hands, all kinds of absolute fud, rubbish, completely yeah. unfounded, you know, allegations against Lewis. And this is the thing Lewis deals with week in, week out. And mm -hmm. sometimes it was even worse when he was a kid because he come yeah, yeah. to me and say that kids didn't want to play with him because he was black or kid other kids' mm -hmm. parents told him, oh, don't lend your helmet or lend your gloves to Lewis. Those black people or those people, you can't trust them. So he's lived with that trauma. No kid should have to ever experience that. Yeah. Like he's had level. that basically all his life since. Exactly. Even, and it accelerated when he joined McLaren. It was even worse at McLaren, believe it or not. Yeah, because Alonso was there. And then you remember the, the Spanish Grand Prix as well with the, uh -huh. the, the blackface and the monkey chants and the, yes. you know, like, honestly, Mary, like, it, it doesn't stop. It's relentless. And, it, and then that person from McLaren who was tweeting about Lewis had her own thing. Katie someday? That was ridiculous. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the thing as well, Mary. Like, people have to remember that Lewis is the last world champion for McLaren. So they yes. should be kissing his feet. They should I noticed that. I don't know if you noticed that, Des. They're trying to, they're going to rebuild Lewis's car. That is yeah, championship winning car. I thought they would have gave that to Lewis. They should. I don't know what contract, you know how, and that, again, we have to remember that was yeah, yeah. in this era, so maybe yeah. Run was like, nah, I want to keep this for the, for the company because, you know, it's a good asset that they could sell on in the years and make, you know, not even millions, billions yeah. they could make off well, of the I say everybody, watch the 2007 season. You can actually pinpoint where this all started with Alonso, what race. You can even tell what, when it started. And you can actually tell. Exactly. I mean, I remember, I remember that race where there were double, double stacking for. And Lonzo was, was hungry, there, wasn't it? Yes, he was tell. That's when it all started. Mm. That race. That's when it all kicked off. The whole feud and everything. <laughs> that's when it all started. Lonzo was told to go. He didn't go. He held up Lewis, and then. You know what happened, and then I just remember seeing on the pit wall the image will always stay with me. I just remember Ron Dennis grabbing Alonso's trainer by the scruff of the neck and hauling him off the pit wall. <laughs> That's when it all began. <laughs> I remember that. I just I remember it just as clear as yesterday because I was I remember watching it at the time. I was like, what an 
earth is going on? Why is Alonso deliberately trying to... And again, for those fans that maybe knew or, or don't know what we're on about, essentially, back in 2007, they still had refueling. So rather than obviously bringing the cars into the garage and refueling them in the garage, which takes a long time, they would change the tyres and the fuel right in the pit stop box, like what they would normally do during a race. So Alonso had got his run first because he was a senior driver. They always used to let him set his lap times first. And he knew that Lewis was a threat. Because another track that, again, there's millions of circuits Lewis is amazing at. But Hungary, as I feel, another one where Lewis is just yeah. on a different planet. The guy oh, yeah. drives that circuit like it's a go-kart circuit. He's really good. <laughs> but, you know, Alonso knew the smoke was coming. And he, know, he knew that Hungary is a very difficult circuit to overtake. You can really over-overtake in Hungary if you've got, like, a car advantage or if you use the strategy. So what he deliberately did, because he knew him and Lewis was in the same car and Lewis was faster, he deliberately stalled the car or, or just waited in the pit box. So yeah, basically, he could get out just in time to set his qualifying lap, but Lewis wouldn't get to set his second flying lap when the track had evolved. Yeah, so, and that's how you know, Alonso got pulled. Exactly. And from there, he's always just been like a. I come up with a new term for people like that, Mary. He's a saltfish patty. Like he's just oh, salty. Like he's just, <laughs> he's a, just, he's just a patty man. He's exactly. a patty man. He's a chatty patty because it's like he yeah. always has something kind of negative or anything he says about Lewis, even if he's being positive, it's with some kind of salt or some kind of backhanded yeah. nature. So he always backs up. He always, I want to always backs up either Max or Lando. I've noticed that. I don't know if That's you so true. It's so true, man. And the thing is, is he doesn't even rate them either. He just do it, does yeah. it because that's the guy that's going up against Lewis. So he wants to back the underdog. It's nothing really yeah. about him actually respecting Max or thing. Because if you put him and Max in a Red Bull, if Alonso and, and Max is in a Red Bull too, he would snake Max Verstappen too. And he would deliberately yeah. try and stitch Max up as well. So and, he has no think, loyalty I to think, anyone. I think, it, was it Hungary last year? where Alonso held up Lewis, because if he didn't held up Lewis, then Lewis would have passed Ocon. Ocon wouldn't have got that one at Hungary. And, for sure. You know, you, and you look at moments like that as well, Mary, and whilst I was happy for Ocon, because he's a nice guy, yeah. he's all, mm-hmm. he, he did what he had to do on that day. Yeah. It's moments like that where you say, Lewis easily could have got points there. Lewis easily could have got points, but for him getting taken out, you know, in Monza by Max when he deliberately drove the car. Oh, yeah. Head. You know, you look at moments like that and you start putting two and two together and you're like, all these guys do is conspire against Lewis to stop him from winning. It's not even about them winning. As long as Lewis doesn't win, they'll take yeah. that as a, as a W. So it's, like, it, it's crazy, isn't it? It's like they keep bringing up Silverstone. I mean, God, get over it, man. When they come out for Silverstone, I say, right, what about what about Monza? What about Jeddah? What about what Brazil? About Brazil? <laughs> even yeah. Abu Dhabi. Even Abu Dhabi oh, went yeah. like just like there's so many examples where you could see Lewis was clearly wronged and people just have selective memory because mm-hmm. they don't want to accept Lewis like that, you know, and it's a real like why why did why did Albon not get a penalty and why did Max not get a penalty? And Monaco. Thing. And that's the thing as well, Mary. Like a lot of Ferrari fans are saying, oh, the FIA, they're against us. But we've been saying this for years. We've yes. been saying and 
not only are they seeing it because now it's to their disadvantage, you know, but it's the same mm-hmm. thing that we've been calling out for years. Like, the, 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 like the Red Bull and Christian Horner and and what's his name as well, like Helmut Marko. Oh, yeah, and Chile right, as well. They've got a weird stranglehold over this FIA. I don't know what. I don't know if they've got nudes. I don't know what information they have on the FIA that makes the FIA like move so like erratic in their decision making in one favor of them and against the others. It, it's so. I would love bizarre. to know what's up with, with Sky. Is I mean, has Honda got shares in Sky? Because it's like constantly Red Bull pitball. Or Red Bull Garage, or interviewing Horner. I mean, come on! It's like my worst fears every race weekend. Like, and that's the thing on. as well, Mary. Like, there's and you, if taking away if my the... Lewis cam as well. I had my Lewis cam every race and for the last two races. I have not had my Lewis cam. It's like, the thing as well, and they need to put that Lewis Cam there as well because not it's not just because he's he's not in in the top two now is it the yeah. time to thing like you know I'm sure they've got the Alonso Cam so why can't Lewis have his Cam as well like he should you know he's not doing badly or he's not doing poorly either like you know he's sacrificing a lot of his own races to help Mercedes develop the car oh yeah in some races for example Barcelona it would have been incredible to see. Like on the oh, actual yeah. car itself, the way he cut through the field and managed to secure his fourth place, but then with the cooling issues, dropped down to fifth. But yeah, Mary, the, nobody. If, could I want tell... to get, if I want to get cheered up, then so I just watch the sprint and the race at Brazil. I cheer myself up watching the two hangs because what he done was unbelievable. It was unthinkable, Mary. Like no, I don't think anybody today has has done that, and it was just class. He didn't run anybody off the circuit. He didn't punt anybody. He didn't crash anyone. There wasn't a safety nope. car that he locked into. He smoked everyone the oh, hardest yeah. and the legitimate way and just the glorifiable way too. It was sensational, Mary, honestly. But actually, just... Mary, so... go on, yeah. No, no, you're going. Sorry. Right. I was going to say, because we've got some other kind of cool questions I to put forward Okay, I'm ready. Okay. So, um, we've got a next segment, Mary. Like, basically, if you pick a driver for this question, you can't reuse that driver for another question. Oh, yeah, I remember these ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, now's your time, and we'll go through them. So, I've mixed them up a bit, so we'll go with the first yeah. one, actually. Um, Mary, you have to pick three drivers for these three things. Yeah. So, you have to pick a driver that's going to give you a taxi drive into the city. Because you're going to go on a date with another driver. And whilst you're having a date with that driver, there's another driver that's going to be there that you, you have to completely avoid. So, taxi, date, avoid. Which three drivers are you picking? Uh, Bear in mind, you can't pick them again. Right. Uh, avoid would be Alonso. Mm-hmm. Uh, taxi, I would go with Ocon. Yeah, good choice. Yeah, I was going with Ocon. And the other one, I would go with Joe. Okay, Joe you. Yeah. I think he's a really, like, charming fella as well, and I really love his fashion sense too. He's, he's, he's cool. I like him. And he's mature at his age, unlike somebody else. That, yes. That would, yeah. 
somebody that wears you know fake golden boots you know those those oh, yeah. market boots oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, that guy of course okay. yeah so next question uh, it's not even related to a driver it's just um mary you have to go to the british Grand Prix yeah. this year obviously at silverstone mm-hmm. you know and they're gonna do the national anthem god save the queen Mm-hmm. Which singer would you get to sing the national anthem? Oh, what singer? Oh, oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, you know who I would actually get? I would get Ooh, Russell Watson. Ooh, okay. There you go. Sort of, I'm not familiar with his work, Mary. Like, what sort or, of singer is he? He's an opera singer or Michael Ball. Oh, Michael Ball would be amazing too. That I think that would make the hair stand up on your arms. Like that mm-hmm. would be really. I think that it's would a be passion. Incredible. They sing with passion. If I really could get one person to sing British Grand Prix, eh, British Grand Prix, British Grand Prix. Sorry, <laughs> it would be he's Italian, Andrea Bocelli. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That. I think I think it would just bring all of us to tears, Mary. I think everyone, yeah. everyone on the grid would start crying, including Ricardo, because I know usually he's bopping his head during most national anthems. Yes. But <laughs> <laughs> I think like if we had those singers, just ah, uh, like it would just make their hair that stand up. Yeah, up the passion in their singing because they sing with passion, and that's what I would go with the passion, and you would just feel it, and that would just be yes, let's go. That type of thing. <laughs> It'd be so memorable. I, I agree with you. Yeah. Okay. And on the next one, then. So again, it's not necessarily a driver. It's just uh. Yeah. You have to pick a member of Team LH to become the team principal to replace Toto. And because we've had um the great Queen being Neely on the podcast before, <laughs> you can't yeah. pick Neely. You can't pick your sister. <laughs> oh God, I should not like that. I know, right? She probably try and kill me off this episode. Well, <laughs> well, I would go with Gita. Oh, Gita would be amazing. Yes, I would go with Gita. Uh, how many do I need to pick then? Um. Okay. Let's say you could pick a technical director and somebody to look after the social media accounts as well for for the AMG team. Who, who are you gonna go for? Uh well, I pick you for the social media. There you Aww, go. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would pick actually. Oh, who else would I pick? I would pick Juliana for technical. No, Bryson for technical. There you go. Ooh, that'd be a dream team. And you know what? We'll keep Juliana in there too because she's an amazing individual. And yeah. I just know from the things I've heard too that she has an amazing way of talking to people and understanding different personality types. And I think you need that too when you want to be like a manager and, you know, you don't want a toxic environment <clears throat> like a certain energy drinks company. Yeah, yeah. I would, of course, be the, the VP. Oh, definitely, man. You'd have to be there, too, you know. And you'd literally just be, like, Lewis's hype person, too, just there by his side, next to Angela and Bono. I would deal with the media, like, Buxton, Dereston, all that. 
<laughs> You'd be like, get out of my face, move. <laughs> you and Neil are the I was seriously loved to have a conversation with Paul DeResta, like, oh. oh. <laughs> He'd be shaking in his boots, Mary. I can just tell already he would be shaking in his boots. He'd be scared. Okay, uh, the next question, or well, this one involves a driver now. So, mm-hmm. which driver would you choose to make a Netflix documentary about? So, you can't pick Ocon, Zhao, or Alonso, as you've already picked them. Yeah. Can I go, is this just modern drivers? Um, any driver, <laughs> It'd be interesting to see your take on this one. Any driver. Uh, I would go with... Oh, I would go with Mansell. I think that's a great choice. That's a great... And Mary as well, like, you would probably know better than me as well. Are there any kind of documentaries or any kind of like nice kind of like films or anything at all about like Nan- Mansell on there even on YouTube no, or Netflix not really I mean he's done a few interviews but I just think he's, he's one of the most underrated champions we've ever had and he's such mm. a gentleman that's the only reason I've picked that or I would love to do one on James Hunt as well because he was like the playboy of the 70s that's true, you know, and I mean, we, we did kind of, I guess, get the whole Rush, Nicky Lauda and, and James Hunt kind of thing there. But for him to have his own spin-off series just about him and his lifestyle, covering mm-hmm. you know, his, his, his days. Because he was at, was it was it Brabham? Was it, I think him and Bernie Eccleston were in a team as well in March. I think he drove He's, in March first, wasn't it? Uh, he had, he was in a team... Before they joined the F1, he was in a team called Hesquith. Oh, it Hes- was one racing. Of... Yeah. Yes. <coughs> he done. <coughs> oh, excuse me. He done F2 with him. He was sort of pals with him. It was actually his brother, James's brother, that got him into McLaren. Wow. Okay. I think his brother was a banker, but he actually got him into McLaren because the seat became available and he wanted in. And I guess the rest of the history, isn't it? Because, yep. like, again, you know, I mean, that's the thing with, with Hunt as well. Like, I think people kind of relate to him more because of his party lifestyle and the antics of the circuit. But he was an immense driver, too, you know, to kind of oh, go yeah. up against the guys of his time, you know, including Nicky Lauda, too, which, you know, even before the accident was really, really, really competitive as well. And, you know, yeah, and no... the, the, the best it was, they were actually very good friends. Exactly. Him and Nicky. And that's the thing, like, it's sad that now because of the media, it makes it almost impossible for two drivers to have a rivalry, but then to be respectful of the circuit, because the media are always interested in mm-hmm. creating these fake narratives or creating, like, unnecessary beef, like what you see in Drive to Survive with the drivers too. So that's true. Yeah. But good choice there, Mary, I agree. Yeah. Um, next one will be... Mm-hmm. Uh, pick one driver to cook you a meal. So they're actually going to come to the house, Mary, and they're going to come and cook your favorite meal. Which driver would you pick? And what would the meal be as well? You know what? This, is, this might sound a weird choice, but I'd pick Giovinazzi. Uh, that's not weird at all. Mary, I think that's probably the smartest answer I've heard on this question before because he's Italian. You know, you can tell that he's very passionate about his food. Ah, it'd be amazing. Like a carbonara or something like that, you know, or a lasagna or something like that, a proper Italian dish. Yeah. 
Mary, man, you're making me hungry. <laughs> you're making me hungry already. No, I want, no, I, want, no, I just want some pesto. Uh, could just a nice pesto. Pa- oh, Mary, what are you doing to me? <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. So that's uh, who you pick for that one. Good choice. And the final driver question, Mary. So mm-hmm. um, I-, I know that you're probably reserving him, so now is your opportunity yes. to use him. <laughs> You've got to pick a driver that's going to take you out for a hot lap of a circuit of your choice. And obviously, the driver is your choice too. So, what yeah. driver and what circuit would you pick for a hot lap? Uh, that would be worse. Yes, um, ma'am. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and believe it or not, it'd be the South African track. Oh, Ka- Kailami. Yes. Ooh, okay, spicy, spicy. Mm-hmm. Oh, all of the ones you could pick, um, Mary. What? Why Kailani in particular? I just, I just like the track. I've always liked the track, but if I couldn't get that, I'd pick Singapore because oh, I love that. That'd be incredible, you know. And then keeping on the topic of Lewis as well, that I believe I want to say twenty nineteen. That 2019 or 2018 lap of Lewis Hamilton around Singapore. It's quality lap 2018. That was sensational. Oh, Mary. Mary, Mary. I could watch that. I could watch that lap in my sleep. That lap was sensational. Just, you know, there are many amazing, like, Lewis Hamilton hot laps. But that one there, oof. Oof, there was no margins left. Just absolutely... Punished that as well. Exactly. Like, unlike no, unlike like certain people, yeah. <laughs> you know, which did apparently allegedly one of the greatest laps of all time, but yet failed to finish it. And then because he yeah. failed to set a good qualifying, he then resorted to dirty tactics in mm. the actual Grand Prix too. But yeah, you know that that guy is that guy. You know that's that's why mm-hmm. he is where he is. <laughs> that's why yeah. I highly doubt he's ever gonna reach half of the feats that Lewis nah. achieved in Formula 1, to be honest. Le- Lewis has got, like, the biggest, well, I've seen near enough all the records in F1. I think Vettel's still got the youngest driver. And even then, Mary, that there'll be another youngest. There'll, there'll be... Mm-hmm. That, yeah, yeah. that one, it could be done with the right driver, right academy, right team. The ones that Lewis yeah. has won, like, you know, the most wins, the most goals... Most yeah. just it, it takes years of grafting. I can't see anybody touching that. Like I really can't. Mary, I think some of those. Just, I think for as long as the sport runs, Lewis will have his name on those records. Oh yeah, it's, it, it's just one in a lifetime. You you don't get like a driver like Lewis. Just like he's just from another planet, you know, and he just does it. We the thing is, Mary, is it, it's not like he does it one week. And then he gives you a mediocre performance the next week. Like he does it week in, week out without fail. Yeah. And just, I mean, the only thing that's letting Lewis down the now is the car. But I believe the power is in that car and it will come. And when exactly. it comes, that's why Marco's spouting out his crap again. Because <laughs> he knows it's coming. Yeah, I think absolutely. all of knows it's coming. It's absolutely. coming. Absolutely, Mary. They they would be silly. To, they they would be really, really, really like you know not doing themselves any favors if they think that you know they've got it like in the bag. They don't, and there's so much that can happen and change over the years as well. So it's gonna be 
mega. It's going to be. Super I mean, mega. I don't know if you've noticed this, but I've noticed that Max, that we driving with Charles is totally different the way he was with Lewis. I totally agree, different. I completely you know, he's no what he, he used to bump Lewis off the track several times, but he's not doing that with Charles. It's true, Marion. That's the thing. There's part of me that thinks it's because he didn't have that respect for Lewis, and yeah. he he was trying. The next thing as well is I'll say is that every driver gets pressure from the media, so it's not an exclusive issue for him. But no. Red Bull had underperformed so much over the years that they were desperate. They knew that if they didn't win that championship last year, that there was no guarantee they'd ever, 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 ever put hands on the trophy again. So they resorted to playing outside of the rules of the of the mm-hmm. sport mm-hmm. to try and kind of like get one over, you know? And yeah. with the situation now, I think because Max has got that that experience of fighting with the best. And also because he's got the penalty points in his license, but also because Red Bull have been more competent this year and actually built a competitive mm-hmm. car, it means yeah. it, that he, he doesn't have to go about racing that way. He's got a car that's really powerful and straight. So it means that as long as he's in the DRS of a car in front, he can just follow yeah. them, you know? And, and it's a, I, com- I that is a completely different fight. Yeah. I feel the pressure's on him, though, this year, Dems. It still because is. He, he's got a one. A championship on his own without any help. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. I agree. He has to do it legitimately. And if he doesn't, he'd be on fraud watch immediately. I mean, he's got a... I just remember the prize given ceremony. I don't know if you can remember the wee wee kid that sort of was mentioning Lewis and he's just standing there looking like that guy. That wee like just... Boom. See that. I grew up watching this, blah, 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 and all this. He smoked her mouth. It was so funny, the wee, the wee kid. Oh, I could imagine, Mary. That's the thing as well. Like, whether they admit or not, they have to respect Lewis. But like you said as well, when it like when it's on circuit, when it's on track now, they'll do anything they can to try and put oh, Lewis yeah. down or, or try and make themselves seem better than Lewis. Because at the end of the day, that's the benchmark. And they have to accept that Lewis is the benchmark. And Lewis is going to be the benchmark only not today, not tomorrow, not next week, not next month, not next year, not in, in five years, ten years. For the, for the whole rest of history, for the rest of time, yeah. you know, until there's no more Earth. Lewis is going to be that guy. I mean, Max is Max will probably know this. I mean, in the in the history books, I'll be noted that uh, how it went down in twenty one. He can't get away from that. Exactly. I mean, and, I mean the, the French well, papers. The French paper actually got it right when they said Lewis Hamilton eight time world champion, and they were the only ones to do it. Exactly, you know, because at least with the French media too, they're less biased and they're very unfiltered, the French. They, they say it mm-hmm. as it is and they've got a very honest nature about them, which I've always respected. But you're right, Mary, it's just, you know, it's just one of those things ultimately where I think people, they, they thought it would go away. They thought people like me and you would, would, would go away, but we're still here and we're never going never anywhere. Have in a month of Sundays. I will exactly. never Sundays. I will never let them forget this. Exactly. And they're not off the hook either. It's not going to no. change or it's not going to be forgiven or forgotten. Like, you know, this is, you know, it's war, basically, between us and did, them. 
<laughs> did, did you see, well, I call him the puppet now, Suleiman. I call him just a puppet and somebody else is pulling his strings. Did you see what he tweeted that, oh, you can't have something about a race director, so you can just oh, buy them on Amazon? You can't get race directors. You can't can say that. Like, like again, this is what I mean by is just these people, Mary, they're, they're not fit for purpose. They shouldn't, they shouldn't even be in his role because he knows nothing about Formula One. He, he, it's all cool that they're trying to put different people from different backgrounds into the sport, but this guy has no street credit. You know, up until the whole Abu Dhabi incident happened, I didn't yeah. even know who Mohammed Ben Salayam was to begin no. with. So, <laughs> exactly, you know. So for him to come in and then to be making these demands and unreasonable demands as well, you know, take off yeah. the jury. You're not setting good example to kids. They're the ones not setting good examples to kids. Yeah, I, because, I believe that F1 will not change unless they get rid of the old guard and get new people in with not any affiliation to any team whatsoever. Be independent, just like the stewards. I don't know how Derek Warwick and Gary Connolly are still stewarding. Oh, you know? exactly. <laughs> you know, with their, with their great white shark comments as well. Yeah, yeah, the great white hope on that. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Just like it's just, it's just terrible. It's really sad because if you take all of the politics out of it, Mary, it's an amazing mm-hmm. sport. Even if you're not a loser, yeah. sport, even if you support another driver, it could still be a great sport. But You've always got that kind of like post-traumatic stress in the back yeah. of your head that at any moment these people could go rogue and do something oh, yeah. unimaginable, something it's... you wouldn't even think is comprehensible. They would do. I mean, so... they can do this, that, or whatever, but they forget it's the fans that make F one. It's the fans that pay. They put bums on the seats basically, and they pay the money. They buy this, they buy that. It's the fans that make F one. Exactly. If there were no fans, there would be no F one. This is true. This is true. You know, and like you touched on earlier as well, Formula One was in a place where yeah, they had all the the multi millionaire, billionaire kind of like you know guys like Bernie with the Rolexes, but mm-hmm. the, the actual the actual vision, the actual kind of like the audience for the sport, it was in decline. So yeah, you know they that yeah, it, it was going down. It's basically even though Bernie owned it, it was basically Charlie running everything. Charlie was running F one basically, and Charlie would if Charlie didn't want to speak to any teams, he would not speak to any teams. But the way that he was interacting with Red Bull, that was like, come on, eh? Oh, it was so slimy. It was so slimy, Mary, from the team oh. radio messages to the, the post-race interviews to the propaganda. Like, you know, it, it's just, it, it's like wildfire with those people, Mary, honestly. And I'm it, so pleased that it was Johnny Herbert that first of all came out and said what he did. Exactly. He was one of only a few on the Sky panel that was yeah, just completely... that actually got off the fence and said something. Exactly, you know, and to condemn them, you know, and that's the people that we respect at the end of the day because you know not everything's going to go in lewis's favor and we get that sometimes mm. you know like it might not think but it's honesty people respect honesty and yeah damon hill you know nico rosberg oh, he's, he's just went down in my expectations i used to think i used to like damon damon hill after nigel yeah. left and then the driver i liked after that was mika i like mika hackenan uh, but Damon, that oh, it just put one tweet, and I really couldn't believe he actually said what he did about Lewis. Yeah, 
Oh, come on, eh? Show so some true. respect. It's so true. It's so true, Mary. That's the thing. That's the thing as well. Like, it's... It's just crazy, isn't it? You know, and that's just one of those things where we can only hope, eh? We, we can only yeah. hope that at least for us, unlike certain fan bases, we have like a whole lifetime of happy memories, achievements, oh, yes. moments, you know, to reflect on. So, I mean, I think some of Max fans are also better fans, to be honest. I mean, somebody sent me a tweet. I couldn't believe this. Max should have won the 2019 championship. I went, where were you watching? Exactly. Under what pretense? <laughs> Under what? When did he, like, you know, I, I don't recall Max I think he ever. won three races that season, if I remember rightly. He won three races. Lewis won about, what, 12 or something? Yeah, like, it would have been... In excess of that, Mary, that's the thing. Like, yeah. I, I don't know where these guys they get their their, their their kind of like you know points from, Mary. Honestly, they're they're lost. They must be laugh. lost in translation. Honestly, it's it makes me laugh from things. Oh, you have to laugh at them though, Mary, because they're they're not <laughs> serious at all. You can't call those guys F one fans. And to kind oh, of round no. up this, this episode as well, Mary. Yeah. You know, like it, it's we have to get you on as well, by the way, and hopefully oh, by yeah. then you have a webcam too, because I'd love yes. to do like interactive one on the YouTube channel where we can get oh, yeah. fans and comments and, and stuff like that in too as well. It'd be amazing. Oh yeah. The final kind of thing I wanted to put forward to you, Mary, is just your predictions is for the upcoming Azerbaijan. Baku Grand Prix because it's an interesting one and it's a bit more of a conventional circuit than AKA yeah. Monaco. So, what are your thoughts for Lewis, the team, and just generally how that race is going to pan out? You know, I'm just the way I'm now. I just want to see Lewis get a podium. I don't care what it is. I just want him on the podium. I just want him to have get a bit of luck. I think he deserves a bit of luck. Because he's not had any luck whatsoever, apart from the first race, and that was brilliant. He got he got on the podium. I just want it's Lucy's time to have some, a bit of luck. I just want him to do well. This I'm really hoping it just this is when this car kicks in for him, and he's still in with a chance. If he doesn't, nothing happens very soon then he'll need to look forward to next year to win the championship. And I'm resigned for that, Denzel. I'll take that. But as long as they give him a car where he can do what he does best, I'm, I'm, I'll be happy with that. But I just want him to get a bit of luck and kickstart his first one because that'll be amazing. That's exactly it, Mary. You know, like, what we always say about Lewis is like one of a million things you can say about Lewis is that once he gets that one, it's all he needs, you know, it's just one mm -hmm. and he just finds this incredible momentum and he can bring it, he can get one here, one there, one here, one there, yeah. one there, and he goes on a magnificent run. So um, I agree. It's coming up to Lewis's, some of Lewis's favourite tracks like Montreal, Silverstone, you know, he tends to perform well there. Mm -hmm. It's so true. It's so true, you know, and he's broken so many records there 
as well. So, you know, if there was any, if there was ever a time, now is the time, as you said. And yeah. He's got, you know, it, 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 like, you know, it's not been an easy road for Mercedes this season by no stretch of no. the imagination. But it's those difficulties that develop your understanding and bring the team even closer. And we know that Lewis has been making a lot of sacrifices for the team. So yeah. he's been doing that for yeah. the team. As you said, I, I hope the team can do something for him. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't want Lewis data, data carrying anymore. I oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> Those infamous words, Mary. Yeah, we're, we're collecting data. Oh, gosh. No. <laughs> that, that infamous one-liner. Oh, dear, yeah. I mean... That's exactly it. You know, if they're going to do it for the better, cool. But there, there, there has yeah. to be... that. You've got to give us something in exchange for that as well. But so. The tide needs to change. Lewis needs to have some luck for a change. The tide That's needs so to change. And even then, Mary, you know, he's not had the best of luck, but he's still there or thereabouts. He's yeah. not, you know, washed he's up not like certain other drivers, you know. Yeah, exactly. he's, not, he's, still... he's not giving up. It's, it's no it's one has, has the way. Lewis is not a quitter. Lewis is a fighter. Exactly that, Mary. That's so true. And no true words were spoken. So, Mary, are there any final words you wanted to say to, like, your adoring fans? Because trust me, you have fans, <laughs> dude. <laughs> you do. You do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would just like to say hello to the ladies. Uh, and who else follows me? Respect you all. That's that. Oh, Mary, honestly, you're a gem and just you're one of many reasons. I'm telling ladies, they'll know who it is. Millie, Gita, Juliana, Sloan, Naomi, Crystal. They know who they are. Oh, yeah, the the family. Can't forget Sumi. Oh, of course. Nasumi is amazing as well. Oh, Sam or Jimmy. Oh, God. I better, better put in Sam and Grace and... You know, they know who they are. <laughs> the whole family. Yeah, well, that's the yeah. thing. We're a very close family, and I know they're going to be listening to this one because we had some really great and true talking points as well. That's the key. So, oh, but at least I got all my questions right. <laughs> yeah, you got six out of six as well. I think you might actually be on the leaderboard as well, Mary. So, yeah, shout I would out love you as well. that. I'd love that. And what have you got coming up, Dens? Oh, well, um, I've got a sim race coming up on Wednesday at uh, Hungara Ring. So one of Lewis's favorite Ooh, tracks. Yes. We're looking forward to that. So that's been good. Is that, um, with, that, is that with that lovely Red Bull person? Yeah, Mike. Yeah. You know, we, we, just, we just about tolerate him. We just, you know, it's funny as well. Like that, I think, would be a very fiery episode too. Maybe one day I have to get him on here too. And we can have a Red Bull Mercedes battle. For, for oh, that would, be, that would be good banter. <laughs> Oh gosh, it'd be fireworks, wouldn't it? After <laughs> line yeah. up with Georgina soon, but yeah, you know, just doing a bit of that, a bit of this. Um, we've got the Le Mans twenty four hours to look forward to as well. Oh yeah. So again, but, uh, that's... what what did you you make? I'll need to have a shot in your car. Ah uh, yeah, that car, looks, that car looks sweet, like. Oh, thank you, Mary. Honestly, I'm gonna have to take you from one of my own hot laps in it very soon. So. Oh well, I would take that any day, then any day. Any day. What's that? Oh, maybe that might even be even more content creation ideas for the YouTube channel. Oh yeah, look. Oh, endless possibilities, then. Endless. <laughs> See, we're forward-thinking podcasts here on stripping the difference. Yeah. So, 
Absolutely, you know, I think that would be incre- incredible. And I'm sure if, if the listeners as well, if you're checking this out, make sure you comment on the video as well, or the, the kind of stream that's going to go out and you let us know, you know, where you'd like to see me take Mary out for a track day because we've got some amazing yeah. tracks in the UK. Oh, Silverstone yeah. even being one of them. So yeah, I'll take you around Silverstone. Yeah, or Brands Hatch then. Ooh, yeah, Brands Hatch Ooh. is another one too. It's a driver's track. I would love, uh, I'd love to do the, I know it, you can't do it now, but I'd love around the, the old Nürburgring. Oh my God, that bankan. Oh, it's incredible. What even that? It's still open to a lot of tourists. I know that they've made a couple of changes, Ooh. but the long kind of like, we you know, like. We do that. Exactly, yeah. Like, oh, I'd get up for that. I'd like pure adrenaline. Oh, I love We'll do. Um, we'll definitely have to do like a, a German trip together, Mary. That'd be amazing oh, as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, and a love to Georgina as well. Oh, you know, you know, she she absolutely adores you as well. So, yeah, the boss lady Georgina. I love you. The <laughs> <laughs> there she is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ooh, love and all smiles here, stripping the dipping, and amazing, Mary. Thank you so much for your time. We're definitely. Uh, okay, then. You know, in the next couple of months, again, Anytime. to have a check-in. Anytime. Oh, it's a bit amazing. And guys, make sure that you, um, you know, you engage, make sure you tweet, make sure you share with all your friends and family. Um, we're going to have Mary again very soon. So make sure you stay tuned for that too, with all the beautiful ideas that we're going to make a reality in the very incoming future. So keep your eyes peeled for that. And yeah, just uh, as always, guys, we hope that you're st- keeping amazing, that you're keeping your heads up. You know, we hope that you're staying strong and having a good time. And even if you're not, you know, that you know that we're all here as part of one big family, you know, to help each other through hard times. And yeah, until next time, guys, it's been your boy, the smooth operator. I didn't hit the note quite clearly there, but I'll come with it there next time. But it's been your boy, AMG Dens, and I am out. Peace.